1: 6 on the nose on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. It is the uh, Wednesday edition. Tomorrow, just a heads up, uh, we'll be cutting out a bit early, making way for the countdown to kick off uh, Pre-game show brought to you by Dinette and Patio. That'll start at 5 tomorrow. Kickoff for the Eskimos. 6.30 in Winnipeg tomorrow night.
0: Exciting. Mm-hmm. A new
1: season before yes, us. Yes. Very excited about that.
0: Uh, as am I. Uh, so, I don't know where you'd like to go next.
1: When you say that, you always means that you have well, something you want to talk about. So just I, go ahead. I'm, I'm
0: uh, concerned that people are going to be quite upset moving forward. Uh, you heard on our news yesterday that uh, the RCMP had approached the Crown in Saskatchewan about laying charges against the driver who struck the uh, Humboldt Hockey uh, bus, right? Um, I'm, I'm concerned that people will be quite uh, upset when they learn, if I'm right, that there will be no charges or that the charges will be very light that the charge may be failing to stop at a stop sign or something along those lines and i know people have been waiting it's been a couple of months now and they're waiting they want this driver charged because of the outcome of that accident and they want to know how the accident was caused mm-hmm. and i know that the RCMP have been investigating it for two months and recreating mm-hmm. it and doing uh you know their due diligence to find out exactly what happened um but, despite the outcome, which was completely tragic, obviously i 'm not sure that the law will support the the level of charge that people want because at the end of the day, the outcome doesn't uh, doesn't always dictate what the charge is. This was horrific.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a conversation for when we find out what that charge is. Right, right. I just is. sort of wanted to... Yeah, tee it up a little tee bit. Tee up a little yeah. bit for people. So we'll have to see. But I, I, I think, you know, we see this oftentimes, and we've talked about it on this show when it comes to the Canadian system. Um, For example, with drunk driving sentences um, where people have been killed. And um, for a number of people, we think that, yeah, if you take three lives, you should get more than eight years in prison or one year in prison or two years or whatever it is. Um, And that frustrates a lot of people.
0: And I know uh, I've talked to, you'll recall that I did a fundraiser near Humboldt Mm -hmm. shortly after that accident. And I talked to a lot of the first responders I've talked uh, since to a lot of people that I knew from my days in the trucking industry. I talked to my brother when I was in Ottawa, who was a former RCMP officer, an Edmonton police officer. They all are voicing the same. I'm hearing from everybody concerns about the trucking industry in general. And the, the scant details that we have on this driver, you know, two weeks of training, two weeks on the job. Uh, the company has been... Find previously, had been fined previously for some, uh, uh, smaller items. They didn't secure dunnage, which is just like the wood that they put under and around loads to secure them, that kind of thing. So they hadn't done anything really egregious previous to this, but from the people that I've talked to in the trucking industry, and I don't mean to get people stirred up here, but, um, and I can tell you from my experience, in the trucking industry, for a guy to be hauling a super B with two weeks of mm-hmm. training and two weeks of experience is absolutely ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. But is it criminal? Probably not. In fact, it isn't. The the, the if, truck, if
1: if the provincial regulations allow, they met for, the regulations, they're, they're
0: right? You know. So at the end of the day, what the crown you know, will have to determine is what crime was committed, if any, and it would. I would assume, and again, I'm just speculating, that the offense is failing to stop at a stop sign. <laughs> that's the offense. Uh, I don't think there is a criminal charge that's associated with, with failing to stop at a stop sign causing. Death, death or injury. I don't think there is such a charge. So, I'm just, you know, as I say, we'll find out if a charge gets laid and what the charge is, and we'll talk about it at that time, and maybe bring somebody in to, to tell us more about it. But I, I just want you all to know that if you're expecting a public hanging, it's probably not coming. If you're, if you're expecting a huge charge, it's probably not coming, and that may be again the reason why it's taken two months to investigate this.
1: Oh, I, I don't think that's the reason why it's taken two months to investigate it. I think the reason why it's taken two months to investigate it is to make sure that they have absolutely yeah. everything, all the, you know, yeah. can go through everything. So when we ask the questions of, you know, was, what did that little recorder say yep. there? What, 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 you know, all of that, they, they have all the answers to it. So, yeah, again... Mean- Yeah,
0: when it comes down to uh, truckers, there's a lot of regulations that don't apply to regular Mm -hmm. drivers, right? So, uh, you know, possibly, uh, I know that the company involved had had a fine previously for not maintaining proper logbooks. So, of course, they would have looked at his logbooks. They'll look at that recorder you're talking about to see if the brakes were applied or if at what, you know, the RPMs of the engine were. So, in other words, did Did he even attempt to stop, right? Um, But, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. It's, it's just, you know, like I say, I've talked to so many people who have different aspects of experience in this, whether they're in the trucking industry or the first responders or whatever. Everybody wants a serious charge to be laid because of the outcome. Um, but I'm just not sure there is a serious charge to be laid.
1: So, well, we shall see when that happens yeah. uh, and when it does. Of course, you'll hear it uh, first right on 630 Ched. Uh, quickly, there is a bit of a showdown in uh, the Senate in Ottawa this afternoon regarding the uh, the uh, pot legislation. Uh, the Senate um, suggesting some big amendments to Bill C-45. The government turning around agreeing to some of them, others not. We don't know if... The Senate now is going to just say, "Okay, well, we'll move on. You've changed some things. Yeah. You've, we, we, we've done this, or whether or not there it's going to be a, a sticking point. Um, uh, a couple of the big ones is on promotional materials and on uh, the, number the number of
0: plants, plants right.
1: or whether you can grow four plants, house, right? Because the so. the
0: uh, There's actually a a few problems here, and and we've reached out to uh, Senator Doug Black to have him on the show tomorrow. We haven't heard back yet, but he's typically pretty good at this. So he's a great guy for explaining this kind of thing. One of the problems is the jurisdiction over the number of plants. Mm -hmm. The initial legislation was set up so that provinces could make their own decision as to how many plants uh, would be allowed. In Alberta, it was four, right? Um, but the way they've sort of worded this it would make it difficult for a province to change that constitutionally So, but they, some
1: provinces have, s- have said that they want none.
0: Back and Manitoba yeah. I believe have said none, right? Uh, in a province like Alberta, and this is where it gets kind of uh, confusing, uh, I read a story the other day that was really interesting but convoluted, but I'll try and summarize it for you basically if you look at the in Edmonton alone, just look at Edmonton and say where could pot distributors be located in Edmonton, so this is another issue, right? Uh, but it relates to the four plants. Because they can't be a certain distance from a school Mm -hmm. or they can't be a certain distance from another one or whatever, that they're, because of the number of liquor stores and the number of schools in Edmonton, that there's large areas of the city where there can't be a pot distributor. So they'd have to be on white or downtown or Mm -hmm. whatever, which means residents in those areas would have to go downtown to buy their pot. And the fear is, that if they didn't want to bother doing that, that they would use the black market instead. And the whole idea of legalizing marijuana is to get rid of the black mm-hmm. market. But if you also make it difficult to grow your own plants, then you're taking another tool away from somebody who wants to legally yep, smoke marijuana, yep. right? Yep. So it, it it has a domino effect yeah. when you change the legislation. So, And, and by the way, Prime Minister Trudeau is accusing uh, Andrew Scheer of influencing his senators Mm. to make the bill a little more difficult for the liberals to swallow and therefore delaying its implementation, which means we wouldn't see legalized marijuana in the summer.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, if the Senate approves what the government has uh, has has agreed to mm-hmm. change yeah
0: what the senate has what the senate done, has suggested
1: yeah. um you know notwithstanding you know a few of them a few of the the clauses that they wanted changes uh, it could be passed uh, this Friday mm-hmm. uh, and then it would be eight to 12 weeks before right. it was um, That's right. before it was legal but again we're not sure right now I'm still just watching to see what's happening on that front um, if this is going to be a showdown or if it's going to be agreed
0: to should be interesting to watch and uh, in other news that I know oh,
1: just let me oh what do you got Nope, still the same
0: thing. All right. Okay. So in other news that I know uh, some of you have texted in about, it was the uh, shortage of uh, gas at Petro-Canada stations. Uh, Suncor Energy saying now that a fuel supply shortage that left some of its stations uh, out west here with no gasoline should clear up in the next few days um, because they're bringing uh, the Suncor refinery back online again. It was offline for, for <laughs> annual spring maintenance as it often is.
1: My neighbor's been working
0: on it. Really, eh? Yeah. So it's coming back online. Some stations in Edmonton that sat empty for weeks have begun selling fuel again in the last couple of days. They should all be up and running at full capacity uh, very shortly.
1: Let's take a break here at 3.15. When we come back, uh, just want to touch on this because we know how much you love talking about tipping.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. And you and I never agree on this, which is Uh, weird. A
1: new report um, talks about the best and worst cities and provinces in Canada when it comes to tipping. It's funny they looked at all the major pro, uh, major cities but didn't look at Edmonton. But we do have some interesting numbers that uh, yep. you can chew on right after this. at 6.30, 6.30. The phone number right here to the studio, to that little phone line sitting right in front of me is 496-0063. It's a 6.30 chat afternoon news with Jayla Nine, Andrew Gross. And wanted to uh, throw this out here while we could. Um, (laughs) uh, There's been a study done on the best and worst cities um, and provinces in Canada when it comes to tipping, and the the lead line in this says uh, the 10% tip may finally be a thing of the past in Canada. I, I feel... Uh, I'm, I'm just like, is it...
0: Mm. I, I feel like 10% is far too cheap these days. I'm sorry, I've got a cough lozenger just so I can do the show. Lozenge. Lozenge. <laughs> because You've I got know... you me saying lozenge I know, now. I know. It's ar- around 3.30-ish okay. is when I lose control. All right.
1: So here's what they're saying. Yeah. So, um... At, at, at food trucks, uh, at, oh, sorry, at food trucks and fast foods, the average gratuity is around twelve uh, percent or more. Right. Um, that's in Canada. Um, that uh, when it comes to uh, beauty and barber shops, cabs and bars, uh, that's where people tend to leave the largest tips, with gratuities or, uh, averaging fifteen percent or more. But you'll never guess which city was the highest average tipper.
0: Yeah, or uh, which city was the worst? Apparently Vancouver, the worst, and Regina, the best. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm, I'm honestly not terribly surprised by that. So
1: I'm just going to give you the Regina at 15.8%, mm-hmm. Vancouver at 12.8%. And again, Edmonton is not on this list for some reason, but Calgary came in at
0: 14%. 14%. I'm going to, uh, not intentionally, but probably insult... Uh, our listeners and my friends in uh, Vancouver and uh, <laughs> Regina, uh, Regina. If you've spent any time in Regina, it's a nice city, you know. But it's a it's a sort of a blue collar mm-hmm. working city, and I find blue collar people in general tip better because they know what it feels like to earn a paycheck, and in Vancouver. They'll spend $2 million to get an apartment that overlooks the bay and then stiff the cab uh, for a tip, right? Like, I get it. Like, they feel like they're paying too much to live already, so why should they? Or they feel like they don't need to, right? But it is interesting. There is a correlation, apparently, between provinces whose minimum wage is quite Uh high... And a lack of tipping. That's right. And, you know, so many of our texters, when we've talked about minimum wage, have said, well, that does it. I'm going to stop tipping. Well, apparently, many of you followed through on that threat because it it appears as, though the provinces, people feel that they're already making too much money, which is just weird because you don't know that person's wage, right? You just know the service they gave you.
1: Listen to this. The average tip by business type, and we'll start at the lowest one. It's quick service restaurants, 11.9%. Catering, 12.6%. Bakeries, 12.9%. Food trucks, 13.1%. Sit down restaurants, 13.5%. Coffee and tea shops, 13.7%. Really? Hmm. Outdoor markets, 14.5%. Who's tipping at an outdoor market? And doing I don't it for know. what? And bars, 15.1%.
0: So apparently the survey also suggests that Canadians may be over tipping when they're getting their hair done or riding in a taxi. So oh, and huh. I, I can see that too. I just got out of a taxi the other day in Vegas, right? So say the fare from the airport is yeah. twenty-eight bucks. Yeah. So ten percent is two eighty. If you want to give them fifteen percent, so it's a three four, four twenty, 20 right? Five, but seven. it seems okay. like I don't want to give the guy four twenty, right? So I give him a five dollar mm-hmm. instead. Now I've just pushed that percentage mm-hmm. up, right? Um Hairdressing. I always tip stupidly. I don't know why. I'm just happy. I'm so relieved when it's over.
1: <laughs> what it takes five minutes to do your hair. Well, it,
0: yeah. I don't know. I just don't like people touching my head. So I'm just so happy like when it's over. At all.
1: That's fine. I, I don't want to
0: get into this in detail, but, I, but prior to going to Vegas, I got my back waxed, and the only reason I did, uh, we thought we might go to the pool and um, and also the salon or the the place where Maddie works the woman who runs the whole thing she's got she does services like back waxing, mm-hmm. right so anytime i've gone to the place that i normally go to i think i pay 75 bucks mm-hmm. so i get it done by her and we never discussed price so i pull out my money and uh, say how much and she says 25 billion i went okay seriously though how much 25 so i gave her 50 because
1: i was thinking
0: i just saved 20 25 seven, yeah, bucks
1: or even more yeah. Or even more, because you would do 75 plus plus tip.
0: Well, normally, that's right. right, yeah.
1: So just wrap your wrap your head around this I'll try. for a moment. My shaved
0: head? Tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Um, tomorrow I, I'm going to get my hair done, which for me is uh, mainly just color. I wondered when that was going to I happen. know, it's pretty bad right now. Right? <laughs> Didn't want to ask. but It's yeah. really bad. I missed it when I was away. Elvira? I know, it's quite <laughs> bad. <laughs> I look like a, no, you look great. I look like a reverse red-headed skunk. <laughs> um Anyway, um, so for me, just to get my hair colored, Mm -hmm. we're looking at 150, 170. What? Yep. And then if I wanted to get it cut or trim, or she'll trim it, you know, clean up the ends and all that sort of stuff. But if I was actually to get it cut, it would be another, I don't know, $70 on top of that. And that's an interesting thing when you start looking at comparing what men and women do for certain services yeah. or certain products. That's crazy
0: what you that's just said. That's craziness, right? So wait a second. Color cut and shampoo? Yeah. What's that cost you? Total.
1: 200 um, ish Every four weeks. Every four weeks? Yeah.
0: If you didn't do Plus that, you tip. could take up smoking. <laughs>
1: Plus a tip. <laughs> Jeez. So what do you tip on that? You know, um, I usually do 20, 25 bucks. Wow. But that's that would be considered only 10%, right? Which would be considered cheap, but I'm already paying 200 bucks. I know. Right? Man. I know. Wrap your head around that. That's cra- I pay 10 bucks for I my haircut. I know you do. I wish I could just shave it all off.
0: Try it.
2: I like it.
1: Oh, well, then it would come in all white and I wouldn't have to dye it anymore. (laughs) Hi, Russell.
2: Hey, how are you guys doing?
1: Good. Good. What's going on? Calling in about the uh, tip
2: conversation.
1: Yeah, Uh, absolutely.
2: I'm talking a little bit out of turn because I've never actually worked in an industry that earns tips. Right. So I I might have missed out on that when I was younger. But just a little bit of, of, and I, I do tip. I tend to... Tip, I think pretty well. Um, but a little bit of, of math on the situation. If, if somebody's making $15 an hour and they earn $100 in tips a shift, they're making $57,000 a year assuming an eight-hour workday that other people work.
0: I wasn't really checking your math, but okay.
2: That's, that's a pretty good livable wage at $57,000 an hour or a year.
0: For a pretty tough job though
2: yeah i'm not saying it's an easy job but i'm not saying it's for everybody yeah but there's a lot of people that don't earn that much that aren't getting tips and don't get the possible advantage of avoiding some taxes on it mm-hmm. like, I'm not, I'm not
0: a yeah no i i understand you're where you're saying. coming from but it's yeah. one of those things where you've if you want to make that kind of money in tips you got to be really good at what you do i mean you know, it's a business based on customer service. And you're either good at it or you're not good. You're just not good at it, right? But uh, I'll tell you what, it, c- carry a tray for an hour and tell yeah, me it isn't worth 57000 oh, a year.
2: Hey, I've hey, shoveled horse crap. So <laughs> I, I, haven't, I, haven't done, not that I haven't done bad jobs. I've just never been tipped for
0: the jobs I've done. <laughs> yeah. I've actually, I've never had a, well, I've done service years ago. Uh, I'm always shocked when I get a tip. I, I probably yeah. do about 200 shows a year, maybe less now with radio. But I get tipped once a year, probably.
1: Yeah, because they—they're no, paying too much to start I agree. With. <laughs> Russell, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. We need to take a break here for the 3:30 news.
0: The 6:30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on 6:30 Chad.